0: Created live on Fireside. Hi, guys. Welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread. And I am so excited. I'm going to have Cynthia introduce Brittany. Welcome again to YNS Live with NFL Thread. And I'm so excited to get into this. I just have to say, Brittany, I think your story is just just one of the ones that we're all going to be really fascinated to hear. So,
1: Hey Brittany! Hi, (laughs) thank you so much. You too. I am so glad you're here because one thing that we both know is that NFL won the move. Yeah, literally, (laughs) we're just moving all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. It's I think Michael and I moved 15 times. We counted one time since then. I've stopped counting. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for those younger wives coming in, there's Mm -hmm. just so much to know. Um, And for the veteran wives, there's so much to teach. And there's a lot of even NFL women that are in real estate. Now I know Erica Lassiter is in Mm -hmm. real estate and Katie Mm -hmm. Detmer are good friends of mine. And I just wanted to have you on today to talk about what you do, what you do so well, um, as well as your journey in the league. So I'm so glad you're here and I appreciate this time and (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for um, allowing me an opportunity to speak with you guys and share a little bit about myself, my story. Um, Like you mentioned before, um, there's several of us who have, you know, found ways to diversify and to get into other opportunities and to be able to share that and encourage other women um, to do the same and to find that thing that they're passionate about is, um, it's just a pleasure. And I thank you guys once again for allowing me to be able to share my story. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And Juliet is a very curious person, so she'll have a thousand <laughs> questions for you.
1: Yes. So I'll let her kick off this interview, but thanks again.
0: All righty. Here we go. Okay. So let's jump into this. Okay. So I've read a little <laughs> bit. People that listen to the show know that I am very curious, as Cynthia mm-hmm. said. And I also love to do like a tiny bit of research, but I don't like to know too much because I love to hear the story unfold because I truly believe in the story of mm-hmm. everyone's story. I believe everyone has a story and everyone's story is so powerful if we all just sit and listen. So this is like my favorite thing to do. So I'm going to have you and I'm going to, I'm going to say your name and I'm going to say it correctly. Brittany yes. Alawali. Yes, and, um, yes. I'm so glad I, pra- I practiced. <laughs> yes. Practiced. Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. I practiced and practiced. So what I wa- would love for you to do is just jump in and tell us about yourself. Where did you grow up? How did you grow up? Um and give us a little bit, you know, the listeners to kind of hear who you are. Okay. So
2: um, my name is Brittany Elowale. Um, I grew up in, I would say, majority California. I was born in LA. Um, I am the sunsh- sunshine flower state child, 100%. I love California. Um, and my husband's actually from San Francisco, and there's a rivalry between Northern and Southern um, California. We act like Northern California is Oregon. We don't claim them. So we, me and him always love to joke about that. Um, I am one of seven. So I have my two parents. Um, they're still married. They've been married for 30 plus years. Um, I have three sisters and I have a younger brother. So we've had a pretty big family. Um, I, and I grew up in a home where my mom was the one who worked majority of the time. My dad was the one who stayed home and he has a huge influence. Um, I would say the way I talk is reflective of a lot of him. Uh, and I would say people say I'm a little bit more on the rough side because <laughs> of that. But I think it's that it's, it's got a, a good things about it. So I wouldn't say um, that I, I'm too uh, tomboyish, but more very assertive and very direct. And I got that from my father. Um, my mother, she inspired me to want to get into business. Um, she's very hardworking. I'm talking about 630, not getting home till nine o'clock at night. Um, just working really hard. Um, she used to work in, um, banking. Um, she was an executive at a fortune 500 company. She's since changed her career, but she's just always been a hard worker. I believe she started working at the age of 16 and I knew I wanted to go into business. I was like, yeah, I want to do what my mom did. I want to follow her footsteps. Um, and so, um, from there, I moved around a couple of times. My mom used to get a lot of promotions, so I wasn't a military brat, but I really felt like one because we literally almost moved every other year. Every time she got a promotion, I feel like God just blessed us with opportunities and our family would move. Um, so I've lived all over Northern and Southern California, Washington, Texas, everywhere.
0: (laughs) So So I, so I Mm -hmm. want to pause you there. So, cause some people love to move. Like I love to move. I Mm -hmm. love change. I think it's so fun. I love, you know, just like learning about different places and learning about different people. Mm -hmm. How were you, how were you, did you enjoy moving? Like, was there a certain age that you were like, "Eh, I don't love this anymore. (laughs) Um, and, and compared to your siblings. Okay.
2: I would say I do love moving, um, I, I, I realized as I got older, I didn't love it as much, the reason being because I had people who had friends since they were, you know, three, five years old. And I was like, man, I really wish I had that. But at the same time, I feel like it gave me the skills I needed to be able to handle being uh, married to an NFL player. Right, um, <laughs> I was very prepared um, to be up and ready to go in a second. He knew I could get everything packed and go in, in what, two days, and <laughs> right. we'd be gone on to the next thing. But we didn't move a ton when it came to football. Um, but I would say I definitely am a person who loves to move. I love change. I love new things. But at the same time, I want that to be settled. I think the longing when you have a family, you start to want to be more settled. Um, right. But I'm very. I can adapt very easily. Adapt.
0: Well, I think that's the key thing because growing up, I did not move. I mean, I have friends, you know, like from you know preschool that I remember, but as <laughs> As an adult, I would always get like this itch and be like, I want something different. I want something different. And mm-hmm. so, um, There'd be times where you know we, you know traveling and all that we would love to do because it would be change. But mm-hmm. there was times where it was like, oh, you know, I I just have that itch to kind of to for something different. And I think that's just because that's just the type of person I am. I love to kind of learn out there and and mm-hmm. do that. So I think that you, as you said, it's the settled part that like yeah. once you have a family and you have kids mm-hmm. and they start growing and having friends, yeah, um, it's a it changes a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I would also love to hear a little bit about so. Your mom working out of the home and your dad staying home. I I, I love that because I know you know there's many families that I've known that growing up in um, actually raising my kids in New York City, mm-hmm. it was it was very much like that. You know, you would have either a nanny or a mom or a dad that was mm-hmm. there, and you could tell right the kids that had more of the father influence yeah. versus the mother influence, and not you know not always, but you know you would see sometimes there would be times where <laughs> this was always my favorite. This one one of my friends. Um, she would like text me and she'd be like, did he he brush her hair today? (laughs) (laughs) But I was the one that if my kid, my my daughter had crazy hair and she would like, it would such a fit. And I was like, okay, listen, this is one thing that I'm not going to fight you about. And if you don't want to brush your hair, that's okay with me. Yeah. There's things that are important to me, manners, you know, being, you know, that that's like really important, being polite and learning and being curious. If you have messy hair, that's on you. My used to drive my mom crazy. She'd be like, how can you let her go out with messy hair? I'm like, mom, she's going to have to learn. Right. Yeah. So this I one do. mom would always, would always check in. Cause she'd be like, I know your kid has messy hair and you're the mom, but <laughs> I know my kid always the judgment. <laughs> 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 totally. Totally. So, um, what, what was there that was like kind of the difference? Do you, feel
2: um I think as a child I longed for because I saw friends who had moms who used to make their lunches and (laughs) their outfits would match and I was like I wish I had matching socks it was just the random things that I felt like as a child I was like man if my mom was home I'd have like perfectly matching outfits and we'd have our
0: heart cut out sandwiches and (laughs) like just random things that I thought would be so awesome (laughs) now do you but do you do that for your kids do you make heart sandwiches No, I don't.
2: (laughs) But I do make better lunches than than my husband. I've I've been told I'm the one. Today they had, I think it was orange chicken, green beans, um, some pudding, um, their favorite popcorn and some juice. So I, I oh. hands down, put make better lunches than,
0: than my husband. So, and you know it's so funny. It's because so I am not the cook. And even, like when you said that, I laugh because I'm like my kids until they were like, "Mom, can, can can we please have matching socks?" And I'm like, "Well, then you need to put your socks together in the laundry." I'm yeah. not going to chase your socks around. I have I am I am not a the mm-hmm. best housewife. Yes. I am a great wife and I'm a great mother, but all of that stuff, I am not good. And I'm actually okay not being great mm-hmm. at it. So. And I can totally relate to that. I,
2: I know that I was, I'm not the, what you call it, the baked cookies mom. And no. I give so much respect to the moms who are like the perfect home, baking cookies, yes. all on activities. I'm the, more like my father, like, what do you need? Do you have um, the best uh, equipment for your uh, sports? Do you have um, a good bed to sleep in? Did you go to your doctor's appointments? I'm more like the everyday needs instead of like the emotional side, which my husband ironically is the one who does it.
0: But so don't you always, you find a spouse that kind of, because I feel the same way, like my husband and I really, we level each other off. So then that brings me also to, okay, so so that things, but really, as we just kind of found out, because your dad was that person that was in your life raising you, mm-hmm. it might have not you when your mom was there, maybe yes, you would have had matching, but then the person <laughs> next to you, you know, was like, Oh, well, my mom doesn't match my socks either. So right. it's just a different way yeah. of being raised. And it's actually it's 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 special, right? Because mm-hmm. you also see things that maybe you want to do different or you wanna do the same. And mm-hmm. and um and so I love that. Mm-hmm. So when now I'm gonna take you into college and I and I can have you jump into all of this um yeah. And Cynthia, if you want to jump in, you know, just to give a shout out, but so you met your husband at a young age, right? Yes, you were, yes. you guys were young and you started your family young. Cause then I also want you to tell us that, like, you know, how old your, fa- uh, your kids are, but mm-hmm. so take us a little into that. Cause I would love my listeners to hear that.
2: Okay. So, um, my husband and I, we met in college. We went to the university of North Texas. Um, I was st- studying emergency management risk management at the time. And I was looking for summer classes just to round out my degree and, um, It was probably my junior year that he transferred in. Um, We had the same class. Uh, We had a project, well, the first day, you know, when they have everyone introduce themselves and stand up. Um, I'm the first one to go because, you know, at the time I would say I'm pretty full of myself. But it's college. <laughs> like, so I stand up, I, you know, I introduce myself and I'm saying I'm from California. And then I sit down and I just kind of ignore everything else that's going on in the classroom. And then I hear this voice in the back stand up and it's like, my name's Jamaze and I'm from California. I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, you, you do that, that slow head turn to get, and, you, yeah. and he, he admits it, it was to get my attention. So I thought that was so funny. But ironically, he never, like, tried to come talk to me, which I thought was so weird. Like I, I knew he had the biggest crush on me just because of the way he looked at me, but he would never come talk to me. And he would sit in the back of the class and he wore these like oversized clothes. And I was like, why does he wear such oversized clothes? Like, I was like, okay, you know, thought nothing pro- about it. We had a project and I was looking for partners and I saw he used to work all, he used to wear out tons in the um, rec center that we had. And I would go there, you know, quite often too for myself because I used to run track year around. So I like to run. And, um, I walked up to him and I told him, I was like, well, um, I know we're in class together. Would you like to do a project together? And sure enough, one of his friends like came in between and I was like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> <Sorry."> <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Jamaze, would you like to, He was like, yeah. And like, from that day we started working together. And you know, when it clicked for me is when he had gotten dressed up for the project and I was like oh my goodness Uh, he's fine and I was like that's gonna be my husband right there (laughs) and from that that day forward we just spent time together we used to walk and talk and go everywhere all over the campus and he would just tell me about his dreams and the things he wanted for himself and I just I like fell in love with his mind and I had a desire just to be with him I didn't know like I wasn't gonna say I'm like oh I was in love but it was more like I just had a strong desire to be with him and I didn't understand it and um And eventually, uh, my best friend was like, yeah, I think he's in love with you. And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She's like, no, it's making me sick. I think he's in love with you. (laughs) I was like, "Okay, you know, so I love that, you know, um, from there, we spent tons of time together. Um, uh, We we told my parents probably like when we were about three months in of dating that, you know, I was dating him. I don't ever bring anyone to my mom and dad because they're the type of parents that don't waste their time if you're not serious about marriage. And sure enough, um, we uh, inter- I introduced him, and my parents were like, "Well, are you talking about marriage?" And like, after six months, he proposed. Um, wow. Mind you, we didn't have any money. <laughs> like, um, I actually had gone through something really horrific. Um, uh, that there was a month that I, like I say, in November, I had gone through something really horrific, where you know it was just a really bad time for me, and I ended up at the same time. Lost a job um, because an employer had called. I had already um, moved on from a job, and an employer had called from that previous job to tell them I was fired, but I wasn't. I had given a two week um, notice. Mm. Everything else was good. That particular person at that old job, I don't know if she had a vendetta or whatever. But she called my new job and told them, like, no, she was fired, this and that. And I tried to get them. I was like, no, you know, I, I have the paperwork. I've done that. And they still let me go. And mind you, in college, I was paying for everything. So right. I was trying to find a place to live. Like, my parents couldn't help because at the time, you know, that was right around the crash um, when we were in college. So they, they couldn't help me. I had no family that lived with me. And I ended up having to stay with him. Um, and he just kind of helped me out during that time. And um, which is really there for me um, and it's hard to admit that you're you know when you're down that you need yeah. the help and he just really was like no I'm I'm gonna be there for you I'm gonna support you and um, yeah so I ended up getting another job and uh, we just were thick as thieves um, we ended up getting uh, we ended up we were trying to do the right thing I'm not gonna lie as Christians you know <laughs> my parents were like go ahead and get married and my mom was like get married she said, um, and I was, I was like, no, we can wait. We're doing such a good job. We want to, you know, do the right thing. And my mom was like, get married. And my dad was like, no, wait. His dad was like, no, wait. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and sure enough, things happen. <laughs> and I ended up getting pregnant um, about, let me see, two months after we got engaged. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. We're in college. We're young. We don't have any money. What are we going to do? So freaking right. out. And um, my mom was like, do you love him? I was like, yes, were you gonna get married anyway? I was like, yes, Um, then go ahead and get married. And I was like, okay. Um, So a couple months later, we ended up getting married um, and we had our son, uh, I would say about, maybe like four months after, or two months after that, after we got married. Okay. Um, So um, my son, he's now nine, and then we have another daughter who is eight and the youngest is seven. Um, so. so, you had them quick? quick yeah, back to back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were, yeah, he, he says he trapped me, but I'm like, stop telling people that. I'm like. <laughs>
0: He's but, so silly. I love I love him to death. But um, no, you can yeah. tell, and you can actually. Yeah. I mean, you could. It, it literally yeah. is coming through the screen how much how much you love him. And mm-hmm. I know people can hear how much you do, which is mm-hmm. such a beautiful thing because you know there is. I know that you have a very strong Christian faith, and yes, I really truly believe mm-hmm. when people are meant for each other, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter the you know the the downs and the highs. What you are, you're always meant to be. And I remember when I got married, um, we're Catholic, and yeah. Our priest said, and I'll never forget it. He looked at us and said, Listen, if you guys like the way you love each other right now, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what life brings you, you Mm -hmm. can always get back here. Remember that. And I remember there's people that were at our wedding that were going through, you know, some hard times, and they were like, That actually made us. (laughs) reconcile like we were like oh my god you're right and it's mm-hmm. so that's so true but you can hear like the love and i think and and i'm curious to what your thoughts on here the fact that you were in a down position you know someone kind of mm-hmm. said something that wasn't true about you mm-hmm. which is awful right yeah. and then you lost another job because of it and you were trying to make ends meet mm-hmm. um the fact that he was there and kind of stepped up for you yeah and then you know you were vulnerable mm-hmm. and it kind of probably connected you guys yeah quicker mm-hmm. than maybe a, a normal relationship
2: yeah Definitely. um, Definitely those times. And and it's interesting because my husband, his background, a little bit just about him, he had hard times as well just growing up. Um, His family, um, he was raised by his dad, a single dad, and his brother, and and he has a sister as well. Um, And then he, he has a half sister but he grew up with his brother mainly and his younger sister, but they ended up having to separate um, because uh, Jamaze's mother ended up taking um, his sister. Um, and they're, they're doing better, but um, there was a lot of things that happened between his dad and his mom. Uh, they dealt with substance abuse and some other things, and it ended up trickling to them um, having to, they became homeless. Um, and Jamaze's father, like very well-educated man, um, he came over here from Nigeria, uh, he, Studied biology. Um, he quit his job to make sure he could take care of them full time. And um, some of the things that happened ended up causing them to end up being, you know, living on the street for a short period of time. And he's known very difficult things. Uh, right. He makes me look at the world in a completely different way and realizing that it never, nothing's that bad. Someone always has a difficult situation that they have to work through. And his mindset completely changed me as a person, um, made me just view things um, completely differently. So
0: That's amazing. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. Now, do you think, because now I'm going to jump in and I know, Cynthia, you're going to want to jump in here. Do you think because of his background Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, Jemais being in the league um, and you – this is one of the things that Cynthia shared with me, which I think is so amazing that you were kind of like, okay – I want to make sure that we figure this out, right? Because yeah, we know that Jameez sure. is not going to always be in the NFL, and mm-hmm. we don't know when that's going to happen. I mean, that's one thing that, and Cynthia is going to laugh at me again, and I, every time I'm like, I need to find a different word. But like, as a layperson, that's, that means someone that's not in the NFL, yeah. um, we don't think about all of that stuff, right? Yeah. We don't think about like you as a wife being like, okay, what if he gets hurt? And then his career's over and then that income is gone, right? Mm -hmm. Or um, what if he gets transferred and then he's not making the same income? Like all of that stuff has to be really difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I know Cynthia wants to, to, um, she's going to jump up in a second. But so if you could take us through a little bit about that, is that kind of what made you guys kind of think and be like, we want to be smarter about this? Most
2: definitely. I feel like our our backgrounds made us think about going into the NFL completely differently. Um, Like I mentioned before in college, Jamaze he worked out a lot. He played, but his senior year, I would say he was not a blip on the map. We'll both say this. Like he, I don't even think he played fully his senior year. Um, Someone else started over him and they just did not give him opportunities, but he kept working out and his work ethic made me just kind of look at him differently. Uh, He would go work out two, three times a day. And, and I, I grew up running track, so I would see the difference between someone who – and I was trained by a couple of different professional athletes, former professional athletes, and just seeing his mindset seemed to be very similar to theirs. And he, it was different. Like, right. I've seen other guys work out. I've seen people do stuff. I've been around sports a lot. But to see his work ethic and how he thought about things differently made me like, okay, you know, he's serious. And I, I really believe that if the Lord created an opportunity, he would be able to play the NFL. Um, if we didn't see anything, you know – in his career, that was going on through the NFL um, or in uh, his college, that would make you think, oh, he's going to be in the league. But um, as they come closer to, uh, I think it's like their pro day in college, um, we saw that uh, I started thinking, they're going to be here for some of these other guys, but you're going to get an opportunity. Make sure they leave thinking about you. Um, and sure That's enough, amazing. he got. An opportunity um, on his pro day, and he he showed out. I was like, I was so proud of him, and he got an invite to a um, Cowboys uh, another tryout, and so he went there and once again said same thing. I came with our, our baby in, in tow, and we had. Um, what did we have that time? I think we had this busted up Honda that was barely, every day I would pray, Lord, allow this to, to last until we get to, <laughs> you know, the next thing, mind you, we're still right. in college. We have a child. We're trying to figure out I'm working full time. He's working out and like, I'm just trusting, you know, we both are still working to get our degrees at the same time. Right. We knew that, you know, this may not work out, you know? So, right. Um. and if it doesn't, everyone is always telling us, but be careful, be careful. I'm like, we know, you know, we understand the the the, the 1% of the 1% are what makes it, but, we want to make sure we're doing everything um, to, to get there if we can. And so he sure enough got another tryout and there's guys who showed up and I'm like, this is an interview. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that um, if you get an opportunity to go to the NFL, this is an interview, right. this is a full-time job. This is not a, a dream. <laughs> so um, you you have to pay these dreams. Uh, dreams don't pay bills, but jobs do. And you can have right. a passion about it. Um, you can dream to do a job, but it is literally a job. And uh, we had that understanding from the get go. And so he was able to, from that trial with the Cowboys, to go ahead and make the um, uh, roster. But once again, there's things called camp bodies. I don't know if you are familiar with that. Um, We call them camp bodies because we all know people who are not expected to make the team. I think they invite over 100 and something plus players, but only 50 something make the roster. So wow. we know there's a large, over half of these guys are going to be camp bodies. Um, right. And that's when we were coming in. I think he was like fifth or sixth on the depth chart. <laughs> he's, he's a full, he was technically they had him as a fullback, but he was really fast for his size. And um, I think he ran like a four, two and I was like, yeah, I was like, right. I'm, someone on track, I was like, yeah, that's it. You know, and right. You know, the NFL, they're getting bigger, faster and stronger. So to have those qualities, um, I knew it would take him far, but there was a, there's so many talented people in the NFL. So once he got there, um, to training camp i know it was hard like it was incredibly hard i know he was like i want to quit <laughs> like this right. is this is this is crazy like and you're you're tearing up your body and you're you're working hard and you may not get it you know and um but at the same time he knew i know he loved it i know it, he was passionate about it. he's done this since he was like five six years old right um so it's like you know what if you really believe that this is for you then you know go ahead and do it and if not then let's walk away and we'll go do the next thing um but he the uh, the people ended up getting, you know, unfortunately injured and, but it provided opportunities for him and he just blew it out of the water during training camp and um, it allowed him to be, get onto the active roster.
0: Um, first, actually he made practice squad and then eventually made the active roster with the Raiders. I love that. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay. That just shows so much about you guys, but also your support for each other.
1: <laughs> Perfect timing. Um, yeah. I've loved so much of what you have said already. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that you guys started off as in a project Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of cool because like life is one big project that we do together and Mm -hmm. I think that's so awesome that that's how you guys started but um I love picking up where you ended up going to Oakland Mm -hmm. and you know, my husband actually played with Reggie in Arizona Mm -hmm. and Reggie, Reggie McKenzie and then Raleigh in Philadelphia. So we got to experience both of those guys. They're such beautiful, beautiful guys. Oh my God. I love them. And so to go back to California had to be so exciting for you.
2: Oh yes. It was like going back home for us. We're super excited. We really, um, we were like okay this is it um we because at the time when he, like he was on the practice squad for the Dallas Cowboys they you have only so many weeks left in the year that you can um get to be on active roster and we had gotten a call from Reggie McKenzie because uh, he had seen Jemais during training camp and um he was like hey we'd like to go ahead and have you be on active roster and the Cowboys were like no we're gonna move you up we're gonna move you up and a part of us were like do you pass up on this opportunity to be on the team that you you know first started with? Or do you just take that leap and um, allow the Lord to kind of guide you guys where you need to go? And we were like, well, we're going to take the leap. And we it was no brainer for me because <laughs> I wanted to go back to home. Like uh, Even though it was Northern California, not Southern California, I was ready to go back home. And I know he was excited about that. And we were welcomed with um, open arms from everyone on the team. And it was awesome. And he originally went there as a backup uh, fullback um, uh, for Oakland. That's amazing. Well, see, that's, to me, this is
1: the, this set the course of your life, this Mm. experience here. The number one thing that I love is that you were able to just take a look at life and take a look at where you were. You were, you had a home that you purchased in Washington and you had a place that you were renting a home that you were renting in LA, Mm -hmm. um, in Oakland. You're looking Mm -hmm. at like, okay, where is this going to take us in the future? And you did something as a young NFL wife that I commend you for—that not a lot of women do in the league—and that mm-hmm. is, you asked questions to oh, veteran yeah. wives and to veterans, and tell me what gave you that confidence. Um, I just,
2: I think Jamae's, I think we both kind of were like, "This is so new. This is so eye-opening." But we—he knew early on that he didn't want football to be his identity. And if that was going to be the case, we were going to have to learn. We were going to have to ask questions. We were going to have to figure out you know, what to do because I had a fear. I told him I had a fear of um, money because we, my, my dad, I didn't have allowance. Everything was just there. Like whatever I needed was there. <laughs> so um, it's not like I had a ton of expensive things. We grew up in a probably upper middle class home, but my husband, he had never had, you know, a lot of things like that. So we both knew that, okay, we don't have the financial literacy. Um, to understand this. So let's start to see what other people are doing. And he started asking, you know, his, vet- his veteran, the veterans on the team, and I started asking the women on the team. And um, like you mentioned, the McKenzie's, I, I loved June McKenzie with all my heart. That woman, the way she carried herself, I, I think I was, we were really blessed to get on the Raiders because if people know the Raiders around the league, at least back when they were in Oakland... And I hate, I love the Raiders, don't get me wrong, but it is considered one of the worst stadiums at the time. So a lot of perks that you used to get from being on the Dallas Cowboys, like they call them, we, was like <laughs> Cowboys is like Chanel. And then the Raiders were like, maybe Michael Kors, maybe. <laughs> like, and you, <laughs> a lot of the perks just were not there. So I kind of like, I really like that because it gives you that humility. And <laughs> um, I got to meet women like June McKenzie, who um, she never carried her husband's name on her. Um, I, I respected that the most about her is that she never carried her husband's name on her. And she told me that money was a tool and, um, to be used. It is not an answer in all. Um, it does not fix all your problems. And I just took that and I was like, wow, I was like, she's just so amazing. (laughs) And then veteran wives, um, we were blessed to, I think we were, like I said, we were second behind, um, uh, Reese, uh, Marcel Reese and his wife, Tara Reese. Once again, love them. They I respected how they treated us when they came in because you know some teams there's people who you know they get threatened by the fact that someone's coming up you know to to you know, there's always a younger faster something behind you every year there's always a, someone else ready to take your spot but the way they treated us with such kindness and encouragement and mm-hmm. openness and it it was just mind-blowing to me i really felt blessed because i heard so many people with, had such negative experiences and we started just seeing the things that they were doing and investing and these other things um and then i would meet women who are um like they were like don't get caught up in the glitz and glam and i was like you guys seem so down like i thought we're all excited and bubbly because we're the new girls We're it's the nfl we're like yes we're, we're getting to try these new experiences but some of them were not it's nothing we're not appreciative, it's more like they were more calm and 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 looked at it differently than us. And we understand yes. it's a job, but they had a whole different perspective that at the time I did not understand, but I wanted to understand because right. I'm really big on understanding people. So I would spend a lot of time with some of these older women. I think it was Talia was on the team. Barnes was on the team at the time. Um, Tara, Tara, uh, I think currently, uh, Heather Carr, I love her. Me and her, um, she she wasn't a veteran at the time, but I think we came in around the same time. And both of us just had different mindsets. We shared the same faith, and we just really tried to connect people on the team. We worked really hard to try to connect people on the team at that time. And um, I just felt like they were just so open with sharing about how they kind of navigated the world and things to kind of watch out for, and I appreciated that. So it wasn't just the wives, but also the um, women on the administrative side that were beneficial in helping us grow and learn.
1: Right. And I think it's so extraordinary that you just had that presence of mind to ask those questions, which have then allowed them to be open with you to say, Hey, this is a quick circle and this is fast. And you've mm-hmm. got to like, this is how you have to go through it. Like, you know, you look at the veteran wife, like they're the gatekeepers. They know yes. they've done it already. Don't yep. do what I did. Right. So, this, you know? <laughs> so I just love that you, um, Mm -hmm. then you went ahead and you pulled those girls in and it was probably wonderful for all the girls that were your age Mm -hmm. because I'm sure that you had an influence on them too and um so from that you met um well first of all you took you took advantage of some classes that they had through the NFL can you share
2: what those classes were yes ma'am so the classes that we took we there was a finance camp um I'm trying to remember the lady's name who was over it she's awesome um it's it's, it's escaping my mind but um she's one of the few people that worked at the NFL um few women that worked at the NFL and uh, my husband had called to be a part of this program because they have the NFL has so many programs that I wish more people would take advantage of mm-hmm. um and we just once again knew that we needed to get more financial literacy because we had none um in this finance camp uh they allowed you to speak to different advisors you were able to be there with other players throughout the league to, to kind of talk to them about the things that they were doing. And I think there was another couple at the time that we went with, um, I think it is uh, his wife's name is Zia Chimdi Chickawa. Um, just, you know, they were very big on, yeah, I think they opened up a restaurant and they, they went back to get their masters and they went to this finance camp as well. And just seeing how hungry they were as well to Thank learn you. and grow. Um, we we knew that we wanted to take advantage of all the opportunities that the NFL had for us because, like you said, the NFL stands for not for long. <laughs> so right, we wanted to exactly. make the most of that, and we got to go right. to that camp.
1: No question, and then I'll bring Juliet back because she mm. she's probably dying to ask questions yeah. too. But um, this did you initiate this, or did Jamaze initiate um, d- participating in the financial boot camp?
2: I think it was mutual um, because th- at that time, the NFL does for the rookies a um, kind of like pre or like an orientation time where they tell them about these different things. Right. And um, they also did something similar with us, the wise, which I appreciated for the, 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 the Raiders did that. Um, they had a lady named Anna Lee. She was with the Players Engagement. Awesome woman. I don't. I think she works for the NBA now. But um, Anna Lee was really big on making sure all the women knew and understand the benefits Beautiful. and things that were available. We were really blessed with that. But we came together, and I'd say Jamais is always the initiator, but I'm the one who like carries out the plan. So okay. you know, getting us registered, <laughs> getting the tickets, all the other things. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Mm-hmm. I always
1: say that. That's the reason I ask that is I always feel that if you want the guys to participate, just tell the women about yes. it because you know they like we'll get them there, and um, yeah. once they're there. I think that they're really appreciative of it. Yeah. Okay, Juliet, because I know you might have questions. And okay. um, I hope that you'll lead into um, Brittany's mentor because I, oh, I love this course. I, I was actually, that's <laughs>
0: that, that was literally what I was going to jump into. I love that. And I love, you know, it's this is one thing that, um, the reason why I love doing these shows mm-hmm. with Cynthia is because I think it and I know she'll probably clap, but it brings her back to a, a time where, you know, she and Michael were, were dealing with all of this and loving it and then having the ups and downs. But I think it's so special when we have conversations and it brings her back to like, Oh my gosh, right, this right. is what we did and and it brings and this is why, you know, every woman that we've had on, mm-hmm. um, it's done sort of the same thing. Like it's like all of a sudden you guys get back and you're like, yes, you remember this. And it's just a really, as an, as a lay person or an outsider, or whatever you want it's to call it. It's a sorority,
2: me. we call it. It's a and fraternity, for sure.
0: It really is. <laughs> and it's, it's just so cool that you guys can kind of um, have that together. So yeah. I, and I hope I pronounce his name correctly, but I want to ask you a little bit about Bob Uh, Baptiste? Baptiste, yes. Baptiste. Um, And what he meant to you and what he means to you. Yes. Um, Bob Baptiste is a
2: realtor um, and extraordinaire. Uh, If you hear him, he said, Mr. Bob Baptiste is here. (laughs) He is is a character. And I I really, I pray that he starts at YouTube because he's a wonderful person. Um, So Bob, we met Bob when we were in playing in Oakland, um, I was telling James like after we had gone to the finance camp and we'd spoken to several other players, we knew real estate was one of the things that we really wanted to get into. And we had a house in Washington that we were renting out and we just kind of liked that, you know, you got your check every month. Um so we were like, Okay, well this, maybe we could we wanna maybe we wanna flip homes, maybe we wanna get into this, you know. Um, and something that we can do while we're in the league and um because you know, as a wife, when you stay at home and you're taking care of the kids, you're dealing with everything outside of football and football is consuming. So I wanted to get involved and more involved in our finances. My husband's always one of those people who's very big on sharing and he wanted me to be involved and understand. So I asked him, Hey, can we, you know, start renting homes? And he's like, okay, let me go find a realtor. And he's always wanted to start a business as well. So he started looking around and he found Mr. Bob Baptiste. He called his office. And he got a hold of his sister, um, Kathy, and she, he was telling her, well, we want to get involved in real estate. You know, I had some questions. Can I could talk to you? She's like, yeah, you, you can come in. We're in the middle of the meeting, but feel free to walk in. And mind you, this kid who is, you know, 20 something, comes in basketball shorts and like my husband's always in that active wear. Um, just some random kid off the street and they welcome them into their everyday business meeting. And I, I was—I thought that was so weird. I was, when he told me about it, he was like, "Oh my yeah, god, that is, is." They let me come in, and they were, they were in like, They're like, they i guess every Wednesday he does a meeting with them, and he let them sit down. And he was just like, "Hey, you know," just talking about their numbers, open with their their numbers and finances. And he has this whiteboard in his office, and he was just writing different things on the board and started teaching him about real estate and um how to invest and and what he does and he's like Brittany you have to go i i, I don't have the time because you don't have to go to to work and i've got my schedule but i need you to go to go work with him and learn from him and i was like okay you know who's this guy and um <laughs> so and bob's probably like in his now he's in his about 60s but at the time you know so he's a little bit younger but and so i go in there and i see this um this realtor he's got silver hair and um uh, what you call it his glasses that he looks like um what is the guy off of uh uh not know Se- no it's Seinfeld is it Seinfeld yeah he Larry looks like
0: Jerry Seinfeld
2: he looks like Jerry Seinfeld okay and it's so funny um but he's very like charismatic and so I sat down with him and I felt like I was in a college class um he just sat there and broke down things in layman terms and made it so easy for me to understand. But not only did he do that, he took me around and drove me by the different properties that he owned because he's in multifamily real estate, which is pretty much rental properties um, that are over, you know, they're anywhere from four two, four, six, all the way up to um, over five, which can be um, the larger buildings. Um, and he just showed me all his different properties. So not only did he teach me about it, explain it to me, show me what he had. Uh, he, he was like, I'm going to help, help you do this on a regular basis. Like, wow. I want you to grow. I, I, the Lord put it on my heart for somebody, um, would come to me that I could help. And especially I've seen, he's seen you know, the stories about NFL players and we did too. We didn't want to be one of those right. unfortunate stories that go broke five years after they get out the NFL. And it's, it's a real thing and it's an unfortunate thing. Um, and he wanted to, he prayed for this and, and sure enough, he's like, Jameis walked through the door. He did not know at the time that Jameis played football. Um oh my know gosh! know until afterwards. So he chose to treat a kid he had no clue, he had never met, he didn't know anything about his background. And Jamaze wasn't like big at the time because he did have, you know, get to a peak in his career, but at the time he was not at the peak in his career.
0: Right. Well how old and, were you guys then? If you don't mind me interrupting. Oh man, uh we were probably let me see, our kids were
2: probably two or three. I would say maybe twenty three.
0: Maybe. So you guys were super young. You yeah. were super young. You had just yeah, finished college that. and you were like, okay. So that, cause I just love painting the picture. Cause you <laughs> did such a good job. I mean, I love how <laughs> you painted the pic. Like you're great at storytelling. You really painted the picture of, of <laughs> mm-hmm. Bob. I mean, I could literally sit yeah. and see and watch Jamaze walk in through the door yeah. and him just being like, yep, let's do this. And that's, <laughs> I mean, that's a special man, you know mm-hmm. I mean? Cause there's not many people that would during a meeting and yeah. and open everything up which is just yeah. you know just shows that the lord really mm-hmm. was there and he was really connected with him and mm-hmm. this was your guys path and that's exactly. one thing that we talk about all the time i talk about this in all my shows yeah. is i truly believe god has a path for each person Sure, And it doesn't, you know, sometimes it, it happens a little long, you know, later in life, mm-hmm. but we all have a path. But sometimes we just need to pause and listen, oh, right? Sure. We need to listen because sometimes we're just going through life so fast that we don't we don't stop. And God is like, wait, stop. Like, that's why sometimes like things happen and you're like, why is all this happening? It's because <laughs> God's being like, trying to like make you pause, <laughs> yeah. just pause. And so I just, I think that's so beautiful. So I'm going to take you back there. So he was driving you around to the, the properties and yeah. you were learning through... Not Maybe. just verbally, but he was yeah. also he was out backing there up what he was you. saying.
2: And I think that's a, he actually has a background. He used to be a financial advisor and decided not to do it anymore. But um, he did not charge us. He um, took time out of his day. We ended up buying a building, and hit my uh, that building. The actual person who was selling the realtor was selling it at the time. He did not want to work with real estate agents and that's real sketch, but he, (laughs) I I learned so much without him even talking, just even his mannerisms and how he handled people and how he knew, he knows different types of personality and how to read people. Um, Somebody always thinks that it's like, okay, you gotta learn how to do investment. There's so many other things that go into learning about financial literacy and how to interact with people and how to, how to, um, uh, create relationships and connections so that way you can do more things i would just watch him and i don't think he realized how much i was learning from just watching him talk and interact with people but not to see everything he's necessarily teaching me on paper but this particular realtor did not want to work with him and he was like i'm not going to get in the way i want you to go ahead and still purchase this property i'm going to tell you how to negotiate with him and he showed sure up told me exactly what to do um and we got the building and we got a first deal um a, a real thing. <laughs> so right. um, I was like, yeah, and it was crazy how well he knew, even without hearing the conversation, he, know, he knew how to coach me um, when as we were trying to purchase this building. And we got the building and he sat us down and he was like, you're going to be your own GC. You're going to renovate it. You're going to keep track of your contractors. You're going to pay the bills. You're going to do the design. You're doing everything. And I was like, I've never done this before. Like I'm right. just a mom of three kids and I'm still trying to figure out life. So I have no clue what you're talking about. Like
0: <laughs> Right. So when you say G C, so for everyone that doesn't know okay. what that means, what what does that mean?
2: General contractor. Um so not like an actual license, but managing your projects right. um and your subcontractors, you're gonna manage all that. So
0: um Which and, is a lot.
2: Oh, it's a whole lot. It's, just, it's not like you're doing just like one unit. Um, you're doing four. And his Bob's thing was you can have one door and, and that person moves out, you lose all your your income. If you have four doors and one person moves out, you still have
0: one. the rest of your income. So that's so, why he told you to do a multi-level, multi-family, I mean, multi-family instead mm-hmm. of single family.
2: Exactly. And he's like, increase your doors um, because the more doors, the more you can um, leverage uh, your money and protect your, your asset. So I was like, okay. And he made it so simple. Like, And he does pictures all the time. I love how he does pictures whenever he learns. That's <laughs> I'm, amazing. I'm a, picture, I'm a visual person. So right. Awesome. Um, so this project goes on... Um, and his sister, Kathy, she's kind of the one that, um, I say she does the hard, he's, uh, he says this too, she does the hard work. He it looks pretty upfront and makes it look all great. And she's the one who does the nitty gritty. And she gets in there and she lets them know, like, when contractors are difficult, she's just very, you know, to the point. She's very professional. Um, and she taught me so much. And she held my hand as I go through. If I had any questions, she was there for me. Um, you know, I chose the, the aesthetic, the color schemes. I, you know, we redid the railings. We ripped out kitchens. We... We repainted, we redid floors, um, just keeping track. And I interviewed all my tenants. You know, I I started doing leases and they taught me so much. And then he also would allow me to go with him as he would do work with his clients. Because he also was like a luxury realtor as well out there in Dublin, California. And we bought our place out in Martinez, um, California. So that's kind of up in the Northern California area. But I was learning um, how to, one, become a real estate agent. And at the time I would call myself a real estate apprentice. And he had taught me so much that he was like, get your real estate license. And I was like, okay, well, he, he's like, you know more than a lot of these realtors who are currently working. yes right in the field. Just, Cause we've been dealing with them and we had um, put contracts on a bunch of different situations they didn't go through, but I learned through the process um, how to interact with different real estate agents and how to do this. And he was like, go ahead and get your license. And so um, by that time we had, I think we were working on getting a second building and I went ahead and um, was studying to get my license. Um, and we found out that Jemaze was being traded Mind you, this Mm. is about six years in. It took us about, I think, to renovate that building six months to renovate it and get it fully rented out Um, and then started the process of finding another building um, after that. So... Uh, I was just like, okay, um, is that the change that you start to have to be ready to do and, right. and move? And um, I was like, okay, we're off to the next one. <laughs> and during that time, we had learned so much from him about his investments. Because like I mentioned before, he was a financial advisor. So we started diversifying stocks. Um, we started interviewing different advisors for us. Um, once again, continuing to ask our um uh, veterans about what things they were doing and investing in, and and really wanted to grow our portfolio, but also diversifying it and understanding what it means to do that and what's and how to go about doing that because you want to help family, you want to do these other things, but you have to have a plan um, to do it. So, right,
0: yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's fascinating, and I think, um, and Cynthia, I'm going to pull you up in, in two seconds. But so anyone that's listening, whether they're in the NFL, whether they're in another sports organization, or just you know regular regular people, do mm-hmm. it's it's important for us all to learn this, mm-hmm. right? It's important for us to all think about different ways to diversify. So I love mm-hmm. that you guys at such a young age <laughs> jumped yeah. in and were like, okay, we don't want to be a statistic. Oh, for we, sure. Right, we want mm-hmm. to learn, and we want to be ahead of us, and it is because you guys had a great foundation, but also because you were forward thinkers, and that's yeah. what's so important in life, really. Um, so, thank you for sharing that.
1: <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, this is important. Um, the financial advisor part. Yeah, and you know, did um, did Bob Batiste did he offer you um, suggestions on what to look for, what to look out for? Mm-hmm. And when you were considering your financial advisors and could you share that
0: um, or I would what you learned on your own?
2: Yeah, some more of Bob's advice came from real estate and the plus was the fact that we got some financial advising uh, advice as well. But I would say when it came to finding a financial advisor, we decided on what we thought we were going to need. Um, mm-hmm. We had lots of trial and error um, trying to interview different people. Uh, it started at that, finan- that finance camp. But as we interviewed people, because the NFL gets a lot of, uh, what is it called? You have to get registered as a, an option. Um, and we went through the resources through the team to find different options of people that we wanted to interview. And there's also this thing that happened at the time. Uh, what is it called? There is a, a Christian conference. called the, It was called the Increase Conference. I think they've changed it now. But at that conference, they had a financial advisor there, and so we actually got with that financial advisor. He's he's a, he was a great. He's well known. Um, he's worked with several different people. But we realized through our um, interaction with them that not everybody fits everyone, because players we were undrafted. My husband came in undrafted into the NFL, and there's a difference between drafted and undrafted um, players. Um, and on top of that, even first rounders versus you know seventh rounders, it's, it's a huge difference in pay. And when we came into the NFL, we realized that a lot of people have that um, keeping up with the Joneses, literally on the Cowboys, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. people are trying to keep up with the Joneses. (laughs) Um, And when they're looking at, you know, trying to manage their money, um, (laughs) it's just blowing it. They're just blowing the money on brand new cars, trying to keep up and look like other people. And we wanted an advisor who was going to encourage us to make good decisions but also had a plan for us. Um, and like I said, lots of trial and error. And we realized some advisors work better with people who have a lot more money because they can diversify in ways that we could not afford to do. Um, or they give us the cookie cutter plan, which I, I used to, I loathe the cookie cutter plan that I'm pretty sure a lot of NFL uh, families or anyone who's had a financial advisor has been advised on saving to retirement and building a plan towards retirement and investing for retirement we're 25, 26 at the time, how many years away from retirement am I? So how are we going to have a plan from the last day he plays until till retirement? Because the NFL provides us with a, reti- a really good retirement plan, probably one of the best in, in any industry. So I need uh, the gap. People go right. broke between five years to 10 years after they play in the league. So I needed somebody who was going to help us with that gap. And I kept asking, like, why doesn't anyone have this, this, this gap filled for us or a plan for this for us? And that's where Bob kind of came in to help us fill in that gap and understand that these are the things that you can invest in now while you're in the league, um, in real estate, in businesses, Um, so that you can start to fill that gap and have that cash flow. Um, Me and Jameis this morning were talking about the things that we thought were important for people in the league to look for and that they need to be on the same page with their advisor about. And I think the first one he mentioned was um, start planning for your career after football the moment you enter the league. Every year we treated it like it was the last year that we would be playing. Mm -hmm. Um, And the second thing, he was um, being invest, uh, begin investing in things that will give you um, consistent um, cash flow after football, because that gap period that I talked about is a huge thing that a lot of people don't understand or consider. And they think because I have this set of money that I'm good Um, and it it doesn't work that way. (laughs) You have to have a plan. And the third thing that we thought was most important for people to know is that you need to pay off your debt. From the second that we got into the NFL, we were we knew that we were going to take care of our debt because it's twofold. Um, You are able to, when you pay off your debt, especially at a young age, you can increase your credit score because when you come in the league, a lot of people do not have credit. How can you buy a house if you don't have credit? And unfortunately, the best way to do that quickly is to start paying off your debt like your college, if you have, because most people have scholarships, but paying off your wife's school debt, paying off your cars, um, because that builds your credit and allows you to be able to invest in other things and businesses um, because you've paid off your debt. And then if you leave the league within a year, now I have the ability to have good credit. Um, It's easier to purchase a home. I don't have to worry about anything. Um, I'm starting from scratch, which is better than a lot of other, you know, most Americans. Zero debt, great credit, and the opportunity to work almost any job you want to Um, when it comes to uh, just starting fresh. uh, We just, to me, I just don't understand why that is not offered up more to more players um, by right. financial advisors. It's like, if you really keyed in on that for, I don't, I, I, it doesn't matter how much you make just having that understanding. I was surprised how few financial advisors had that understanding about our finances or why that was important um, for NFL families. Um, Absolutely.
1: The gap. I think that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I also love that, you began investing in something that became your livelihood. Like, so this probably makes transition easier. I know it's still difficult, Mm -hmm. but easier because you've been investing in yourself. You've been, investing in your profession. And mm-hmm. now it's going to carry you into that next phase. So mm-hmm. I think that gap is really interesting. Yeah, and
2: having that plan um, mm-hmm. so that you can fill that that gap is, when my husband this morning we were talking about, um, he was he was saying that you need to know what you're gonna do after football. Like you've worked this hard to get this point in your entire life. And like we said, we've seen so many people lose their identity in football. Um, you have to know who you are and whose you are and then what you're gonna do next. Um, and if you don't have that, it makes it very difficult because sometimes even beyond the financial side of football is um, the emotional side that people don't realize they need to prepare for after football because um, you can have all the money in the world. And if, if you're not healthy mentally, that can make it that much harder. Right. Um, so you always want to have people in a sphere of influence, your mentors, your advisors, your family around you who are going to encourage you and uplift you. So that way you can have a strong plan and a strong foundation after you get out of the league exactly it's like well you you know
1: your identity If it is just the game and and my God, it's incredible what these guys do, but I think they'll forget Mm -hmm. who they are and what they did and how Mm -hmm. special they are because once that is removed, they're looking at somebody they're not familiar with. But Mm -hmm. if you can realize that when you go into your second profession, you still are that person who created that legacy and people like, you know, you mentioned he welcomed you into lunch. I've been told that a million times that every current player and spouse should just ask everybody to lunch because nobody's going to say no because it's so interesting and you want to sit with the athlete and their families and Mm -hmm. just get to know them so Mm -hmm. this is all such great advice and you know i know um just to tease out your playbook interview that valerie everett wrote and valerie is one of my off the field sisters and uh, and, you know i got a sneak peek of it and there's a paragraph in there that is just like (laughs) <laughs> so much because it's just this good solid advice and mm-hmm. and i'm gonna have to make you edit in the gap because <laughs> that's really important <laughs> i think that would be really a, a good addition to this fantastic um feature already so awesome i appreciate that okay hey juliette you want to come up
0: again um Cynthia, uh, and- and Brittany, and uh, Brittany, thank you so much for bringing that all together. And Cynthia, I love how you you those questions because they're so important. Um, but another thing is, again, as someone that's not in the in the NFL, right? We don't think about okay, all of a sudden we're you know watching su- you know Sunday night football, Monday night football, my kids, my husband. Oh, this person got traded here. This person got traded here, and then yes. all of a sudden that person's not there because they're not in the league anymore. Mm-hmm. And when we stop and think about that, that's so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is you know, as you said, your husband's been playing football since he was four or five years old and Cynthia Mm -hmm. and you both touched on this, but the fact that, um, he, you guys have something right. That's exciting, yeah. which I think is so important. So I love that you guys established that before mm-hmm. you had to go through the transition, because as you said, is all of a sudden, if it's like no more football, you're done. Yeah. Okay. What's next? You have that. That's it's the strongest mindset, the strongest human, the, you know, the most level headed human is still going to get a little messed up from that. Oh, I sure. would assume sure. because that's just, you know, hard. So if you can just, you know, very briefly just take us through, cause I know, um, you guys just went through this and what, um, and I'm sure there's so many ups and downs, but you know, mm-hmm. just how you and, and Jamaze are, you know, where you guys are and what, what you're doing now and, and how yeah. that transition happens. And, you know, yeah, most definitely.
2: Um, so, uh, this last, i me see, he officially retired this year. Um, and, uh, last year he was actually, um, what was it on? Um, what is it called? Uh, Because for COVID, I I keep forgetting what they call it. Um, The players pretty much, he he opted out last year. Right. um, Because of COVID and a couple of other things that that had had happened at home with us that we were just, you know, we think this is just best um, you kind of stay home. Um, He ended up kind of getting a taste of retirement by not playing last year uh, and just kind of realizing, you know, like how it affects your body and the different things that happen over time. Um, and I want to make sure I stay on topic again, um, the main points that you were looking for me.
0: Yeah, just I mean, just where your mindset was, but I think yep. you, you you touched on <laughs> with COVID kind of it was one of those things that was like, he made the choice, right? Yeah. He made the choice to kind of be like, I'm going to stop doing this right now. Yep. Um, which is, is I think, a little bit different than being like, okay, guess what? The league doesn't want you exactly anymore.
2: Right. <laughs> and we knew from day one, we had prayed for um, that we'd be able to walk away and not look yes. away. Yes. Um, oh, I, I see a lot that. of people oh. limp away from the, the NFL and I did not want that for him. He didn't want it for himself. Mm. And I, but I also learned from a friend of mine, um, Jennifer, um, her husband, like he, he had a hard time when it came to, um, the injuries that he had suffered. And I just watched her like support him. And he is such an amazing guy. He's, he's a, ble- they're both believers and they are just the sweetest couple. And he works. So I saw him work so hard, but she made me cry one time. I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this. Um, she shared that um one time she she she's five two and her husband's like six foot five. Um having to help him get out of the bed. Um mm-hmm. and I knew that um that this happens with a lot of, of us and mm-hmm. we want to work hard, thank God I my husband was blessed to be able to have to to be able to not have major injuries where he ended up having surgery. But as we were transitioning out of the NFL and we knew every we treated every year like it was gonna be our last year. Um our mindset was to be prepared on the way out. So we had started other businesses. So mind you, we had a couple, we have a couple of apartment buildings and we've gotten up to, um, I think about 14 units now in one of our buildings. But once again, increasing those doors because Mr. Bob says you got to increase the doors. Right, right. Um, and then we invested to diversify. We have stocks and some other
0: things, but we got into childcare. Um, I was going to I was going to touch on the children's lighthouse. Yes. Yep.
2: So we started that process, um, I think two years before we actually left the league. Um, and we got into um, uh, Children's Lighthouse. We uh, ended building from scratch, and we opened this past year. Um, and so we knew that was going to be our after football career um, was managing this this business, and then also managing our apartment buildings and continue diversifying, and growing because we, we were thinking both to go back to school um, to get you know our masters and some other things that we want to do. So, and then I started you know continuing my luxury real estate, which I absolutely love, um, right. and Very passionate about.
0: And tell us a little bit about where you are just to, you know, to kind of shout that out so people can find you. And also if you guys, wherever you're listening, if you're re-listening, you can find Brittany and in, in either of those IGs and then, mm-hmm. you know, give us a little information about um, where you are now. But thank you for sharing that because yeah. I think it is when you said that the, about limping out, I actually got mm-hmm. choked up because mm-hmm. I'm an athlete and, and I um, played in college and I know that was hard. I mean, <laughs> I didn't play my whole life and it wasn't my career. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine, but I love that you said that, that limping out because that is, mm-hmm. that has to be, it just, I, that hit my heart. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That really hit my heart. So thank you for painting that picture. And mm-hmm. um, I'm happy for you guys that you had that mindset and I wish, mm-hmm. and I hope, and I pray that more people listen to this and hear this yeah. and say, you know what? I like that mindset. Like that mm-hmm. should be something that you guys are teaching all the time, right? Yeah. Go out on your own terms. Don't go yes. out limping out. So, <laughs> exactly.
2: Beautiful. Um, it's absolutely it's, beautiful. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Um, and so right now I'm actively working as a real estate agent. Um, I call myself an advisor because it's a little bit different than an agent. But I'm with England Volkers Realty, um, South Lake Dallas. Uh, I'm out here in the DFW area, Um, love Dallas, love being back um, in Texas. Uh, We are also, I'm splitting my time between managing our business. Um, We have um, the school, uh, and it's a premier private preschool in Mansfield, Texas. We have a staff, I think about 25 teachers and uh, four administrative um, directors and other people who are helping us managing. COVID has been... (laughs) It's been it's been difficult. So I'm it's sure. been, very difficult. But we're an essential we are essential business. So that was another thing about why we diversified this way was to find a business that was recession proof because we're recession babies for lack of a better word with our parents. So you know that's something that we did like about so the ch- the child care industry and because it's also related to real estate. We built from the ground up. We own the land and the building. So um, smart. So, and um, and you're making mm-hmm. a
0: better place for kids because I'm oh, sure you're doing definitely. things right. You're doing things that are cool and mm-hmm. um, I just love that. So and they <laughs> is there a website for that? Like people can look up, especially if you're in their area. People are listening, going, "Wait, I want to know about this preschool." <laughs> so the
2: preschool is um, Child's Lighthouse of Mansfield, and I think it is um, the e, uh, the website
0: is Child's Lighthouse slash Mansfield, and um, we'll put that in the show notes can- when this. Yeah. When this goes, when this goes off of here, well, and I put this on our RSS feed, I'll put that in the show notes. So no worries. And I appreciate that. Yeah. we, We were thinking to ourselves, you can invest in a lot of different things, but why
2: not be able to invest in your community? Um, right, So that's why we went ahead and did and that and we it has been difficult, but it has been extremely rewarding to be able to provide jobs for people, but also a safe place for children. Um, we chose that school because it was actually my son who first went there when he I was six weeks old and just you know struggling to work in gymnasies in football and we were trying to figure out where to put our son and I saw the care they took and it, we knew that we wanted to invest in this and try to make it better. Whenever we see something, we try to make it better. Um, and we really, really are proud of what we're at right now. We're still growing and we're still, you know, fi- working out the kinks and figuring out the ups and downs. But it has been such a blessing overall. Um, and now that. I'm able to kind of step more back into um, uh, the real estate and do the thing that I'm really, truly passionate about. So.
0: I love that. Um, all right. then. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm going to have Cynthia come up because we have a question that we're going to mm-hmm. ask you. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, guys, everyone in the audience, thank you for being here wherever you're listening. Thank you for listening to this amazing story. And I know Cynthia had said that she's like, oh, you're going to love Brittany. They're such beautiful people. And you really <laughs> are. You guys have hearts um, that just, you know, really scream to me. So great. Thank you. Um, you know, Brittany, it's interesting
1: um, because you've just changed transition into a pivot. And I think that's a pretty awesome thing to be able to, you know. Yes, there's emotional aspects of it that won't heal everything, but there is also that getting to work and you know just kind of like being able to focus on something different. So I, I really think that's important. And also, um, a lot of the information that you you kind of dive even deeper into the feature in the playbook. So I'm really excited Mm -hmm. that to let everybody know that your full feature um, written by Valerie Everett will be in the playbook volume for the boss issue. Mm-hmm. And you'll give great advice You know, for mm-hmm. not only venturing into yeah the real estate industry, but also advice about selling your home, buying your yeah. home, something that we all have to deal with in the league. So I just want to yeah. make sure that everybody can look forward to, to that coming up. So mm-hmm. now this is something fun to end up the show. So we had Rachel McKenzie on and um, Juliet, she, she warned me early on. I might say things sometimes that aren't correct. And so if you catch anything, just let me know. So when she was interviewing Rachel, she kept talking about Rachel's worth ethic. So I was like, is she meaning work ethic or she's... And so Rachel was answering, but I was kind of giggling to myself. This is a perfect example where Juliet said her, you know, she calls it her dyslexia. And I think that you actually do have dyslexia, right, Juliet? So it's kind of... I um, do, right. So sometimes
0: sometimes my words will get like a little tongue-tied and then I'll be like, wait, that didn't make sense. All right. Well, everyone seemed to be on it.
1: Afterwards, I was like, you know... Julia, did you mean to say work ethic? And she's like, why, would did I say? And I said, you were saying worth ethic, but Mm -hmm. I think that I think you're onto something because Mm -hmm. if work ethic is how we go about taking care of our business, then what is worth ethic? And so I'm just curious if you were asked that question, what would you consider your worth ethic to be?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Let me think about that. My worth ethic. Um, Oh, I I don't even know how to answer that fully. I want to make sure that I I give a good answer. I would say my worth ethic is the values and um, uh, qualities that I have picked up over the years um, from the circle of influence that I have. Um, Those would be the things um, being passionate, being consistent, being um, uh, caring, having humility, uh, and, and making those foundational things and how I approach um, situations and interactions with people. Uh, because if you're genuine and you're loving towards people and you have a humility about you, it tends to go a long way. Even when people aren't the kindest, they do come back around and things come back around in your favor. And I really do believe the Lord works that out in your favor when you have those um, type of uh, values. Um, and I would say that like that sums up my worth ethic, I guess.
1: Oh my goodness. I just see I love it's, that. It's something, isn't it? It's something and it's so important that, and to mm-hmm. be able to pause and think about your worth ethic. Yeah. And you articulate it so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And um thank you. But mm-hmm. I think we're on to something with that. I think we have a whole movement going with the worth I, ethic. I do. So and
0: <laughs> I, I so I wanna challenge everyone in the audience to um to think about that. And anyone that's listening, to think about that. And actually, if you guys want to you know, DM any of us or send us a message and be like, this is what my worth ethic is, because sometimes I get time-time saying worth ethic versus worth <laughs> ethic. But I want to I challenge you guys all that, to really sit and think about that. Because, Brittany, that is a beautiful... I love the way you described that, because it's so true. And when Cynthia came to me and said that, I was like, oh, you know what? I said it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose. It's meant to be. Um, <laughs> it's meant to be. But no, it's so, so true. So I challenge everyone out there. Mm-hmm. You guys can find us. You know, you can find yes. Cynthia at NFL Thread. Um, you can also find her at Cynthia Zordich. You can find me at I am Juliette Hahn. Guys can kind of like let us know and and hashtag it. Yeah. So that's what we want to do. We want to start hashtagging that and make that something. Um, I love yes. that. And where can we find Brittany? Brittany, can you share where you are on yes. Instagram?
2: So I'm at Brittany Alawale, um on Instagram. That's my business page, and then at B uh, I think it's Bay um, Wall W A L L is my personal page. Um, I'm <laughs> always available for anyone who wants to ask me advice or needs encouragement. I'm always for um, uplifting people and helping. People, so feel free to hit me up at any time, and I'm also at Engel. Um, I think it's um, Ingle and Volkers um, Brittany alawale.com um, So beautiful, and we'll share all of that on our social.
0: So thank you you guys so much for joining YNS Live with NFL Thread. Brittany, um, just like this made my heart so happy. I literally am (laughs) going to go skipping around and and telling everyone this interview, they have to listen to this because you guys are doing some amazing things. And you're really educating people too, which Mm -hmm. I love. I love that this is such an educational and Cynthia was spot Mm -hmm. on by saying, you know, we need to have Brittany on. And Mm -hmm. Cynthia, I love, you know, always love doing this with you. I think we just, um, you know, this is such a great platform to be able to highlight you guys as NFL Mm -hmm. Spouses, so guys, you know what? You know that every you know week we have shows for NFL, uh, YNS Live, and then you have to keep looking at the schedule because we have NFL thread ones coming up, and we have some really good, really good guests, just as amazing as Brittany. Thank you, Brittany, and thank, thank you, Cynthia, as always. All
2: right, thank you. Bye, so you guys. Appreciate. Thank it. You Bye, you guys. God bless.
0: <laughs> and we'll just close it out with a little with a little light music. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love it. Till the next time.